Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm James Pugh. I'm Dave Burrows. And today we're joined by a man who helps lead a charity which is doing terrific work in our region to support young people who are not in education, employment or training. I am delighted to welcome Richard Nuttall, business mentor and chief exec of the Shropshire Youth Support Trust. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for inviting me along. No worries. Um, if I could sort of kick off, um, obviously, you know, we've just come out of a big pandemic. Um, we're now in a current cost of living crisis. Um, has the demand for your services grown and have young people needed your support more than ever? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, the point. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, what what it's what it's done is it's very much um, sort of ex exacerbated and highlighted um, the additional needs for young people at the moment, uh, particularly with mental health um, and well-being, which is something that we started to incorporate the very uh, during the pandemic. Um, I noticed, yeah. As I noticed, just just looking at your website, that there's a big deal being made about the holistic approach uh, and oh, yeah. and the welfare side of, of what you're doing. So it's yeah. not just how you can develop these young people to get them into work. It, it's about looking after them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we first started the charity, which is now just over seven years ago, um, it was very it was very clear cut, very short, sweet message, which we helped young people who um, from disadvantaged backgrounds or face disadvantage who are not able to find work to present with another option, which was to be your own boss, start your own business. Um, with the effects of the pandemic, we had to sort of pivot a little bit. We still do that, and, and it's actually been a fantastic tool to help delve into what motivates those young people. Mm. But we've we've ended up adding more. We've always done a taking a holistic approach with them. Um, so asking a very simple question, what do you love doing? Yeah. Let's turn that into something. End of the day, if you can be your own boss and do what you love doing, obviously making an income so you can live, but effectively you've sort of made it. Yeah. You? Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's... I think I mean, what's, just, most... what's sort of the reaction of, of, of kids when they're young people when they come to you? And, and obviously they, they know what you're doing, but when you sort of put to them, okay, well, okay, you can't find employment, why don't you run your own company? That must sound, to me, that sounds like a, a big daunting thing to say to somebody. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and, you know, um, most, in fact, all the young people we work with have barriers which are preventing them from moving forward in life. And in most cases, they have multiple barriers, which could be mental health, it could be their own parents, it could be they're struggling with addiction, um, they might have um, additional specialist needs, um, they might physical health or, 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 or um, they might be disabled or whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, when, when they're coming to us, they, they're at most at a point where they've got absolutely no belief in themselves whatsoever. Um, some feel that they're not listened to, not taken seriously, um, but in most cases, it's very much they've got no belief in sure. themselves to be able to even contemplate doing anything in most cases. So... When we're presenting to them sort of like this this very simple question, what do you love doing? And they're like, hang on, what? Yeah. And then we're showing a genuine interest in that. It's something quite personal to them. It's very personal. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So if I've said to, to either of you, what do you love doing? And you'll say whatever it is. And then we start to explore that. Because it's so personal, it sort of ignites a little bit of a spark in them. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's very small to begin with. And 
it's different for every individual. Some it takes much longer to to nurture and, and and let that grow and develop. But we're effectively helping them creating a space within themselves where they can start to because someone else is showing belief in something that and actually wants to hear what they have to say yeah, for themselves. It, it's kind of almost like we're we're creating that almost like a mirror effect. It's sort of like a and we keep hearing a lot of moment about things like echo chambers and things like that, particularly by young people with social media and how that's negatively impacting yeah. them. Because particularly this, this, this new generation, the, uh, the generation Z at the moment, where you know they've already entered, started entering the labour market, but it's a generation that's never known a world without the internet, without social media. Absolutely. You know, and they are very much um, for some that they're looking and latching onto things and because social media picks up on their using algorithms, it's chucking the same rubbish back mm. at them. Yeah, so they're only ever subjected yeah. to the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, um, but effectively what it's doing is it's with that type of support that we're giving um, and uh, our team are giving and our mentors are giving, it's almost creating like a positive echo chamber, I suppose, want to better phrase this, whereby we're kind of giving them, reinforcing what it is that they should be listening, should be thinking about mm. and believing in themselves and that type of thing. And seeing people who've been on that journey, going from people who've not, literally physically not been able to go outside through quite debilitating social anxiety to the point when they've come to us. I've had some people literally, sorry, I like props, a uh, <laughs> piece of paper in front of me, in front, holding a piece of paper and they're, they're sat opposite me like this and I'm talking to them and they're like mm. physically shaking. Yeah, yeah. Because to, they've got themselves outwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then they've gone from that to 12 months, 18 months later, I'm at an event, say, and I'm having a meeting with somebody. And you kind of, you know, you just glance around and they're, I'm like, double, double take. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Have I just seen something? And I've seen that like, individual who's shaking. On their own, at an event, they've got their own stand and everything else. They were, they were an artist. They were showing people the work. And they're like... Come and look at my work, intercepting people to come and look at their work. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, who, wow. who <laughs> just absolutely wow. It's just anything else other than that. Yeah. Um, and it's so. That must be incredibly a great feeling for you uh, and, and your guys to see as well. Yeah, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. You know, and it's it's great to see that and, and have that feeling as well. But when, when you've seen those sorts of things happen, you know, where I've seen mentoring sessions happening as well or, or other kind of workshops and you can see how when somebody suddenly starts to interact with others mm. you know what a lot of, a lot of people generally take for granted because they just do it yeah but for those people it's very much sort of such a massive step it's in the first instance it's terrifying yeah, yeah of course. absolutely terrifying um and it, it's something that i i can relate to um from what I was like when I was much younger. <laughs> Not much say. younger, surely. <laughs> a little younger. Many, many, many years <laughs> ago. Um, yeah, um, and being able to overcome that and being able to move forward. And it wasn't up until actually the last couple of years because um, I completed a master's degree and part of that was a whole reflective piece mm. about me and I had to choose what it was, whatever else. And... I, um, part of the remit was for me to choose critical turning points or something like that. And I chose it to be on my overall sort of 
career journey. And what I ended up doing was was identifying critical points where I me mean, as, as as a person I'd developed in such a way that I was able to move forward. And what it was, I, what I actually ended up identifying was key points where an individual, say, or in, in one case an organisation, so to speak, or a group of people, um, showed that interest in me on that level. Yeah. At the time, I didn't obviously never clue, didn't realise. Um, so the first instance was probably when I was about 17. I was, uh, I'd gone to the army as an apprentice and that happened then. Um, I was much further from where I, where I am now to where I was there, but um, that started to develop resilience for me. Mm. And then later on, a few, quite a few years later, there was an employer who showed that sort of genuine interest in my thoughts, my ideas and stuff like that as well. And again, that was a key turning point because that allowed me then to plug up the courage to go to and apply to go to performing arts college. And as you say, at the time, you probably don't realise, no. although you, you, you probably think, I don't know, this is great, you don't realise what's a major impact it's having at the time. Yeah. And like you say, it's only when you reflect back yeah. that you go, oh, right, yes, that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and for me, I was lucky to do that. And then obviously when I got to Portland Arts College, it was a case of um, I then found somebody who has been with me since, um, since that point. So that's been like close to 20 years now. And because of that, I've been able to continually move forward and grow as a person and develop and move forward and, and you know, face challenges head on yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing, you know what I mean? And actually not be afraid if something goes wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because... I just know it's part of, the, part of the experience rather than uh, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, seeing yeah, it as yeah, the yeah, end of the yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. So a barrier comes up and you, are, you can either get address it and sort it or, okay, actually... Let's pivot and move somewhere else and go around. You know what I mean? That yeah, type of thing. So just coming back to the... Yeah. See, I told you I'd go off on a tangent. Uh, just coming back to the, to the young people that, that, that you help. So given that some of them have sort of this almost debilitating yeah. uh, you know, fear of, of putting themselves out there, how do they come to you in the first place? How do you, how do you get them through the door? Um, so um, we, it's a bit of a mix, really. So we, 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 we work with... Um, well, obviously, we, we've got the message out first of all, and we have people who do self-refer. Um, most, I'd say, most referrals come from other organisations. Um, so, at the moment, for example, two of our main programmes are sport programmes. Um, one is um, a partnership with the DWP locally. Um, I say locally, uh, it's actually... They asked us to start to cover the Mercia. District. Okay, we've got a big region. Um, yeah, um, so we do that. Um, so we get referrals from, say, job coaches. And we do find our own referrals <laughs> as well. Um, and then there's another programme which is very much focused on uh, 16 to 18-year-olds who are classed as neat or not in education, employment or training. But um, very, very disengaged um, so ones that won't engage with anybody in any way, shape, or form for various different reasons. Um, and uh, they've got, because local authorities have a responsibility to track them up until that, that sure. top yeah. age, yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a caseworker. I, I must say, actually, it's, um, when I first started engaging with that team, it was like a 
bit of a breath of fresh air because and this is a generalization but a lot of i mean up and down the country there's a lot of statutory bodies say who because they come i, I suppose come a bit desensitized mm. to a point where you know you've got you've seen people after person after person after person and like oh, i'm not bothered or not interested or whatever and they kind of come a bit desensitized to it and it's just like they start going through the motions themselves the team there it was a bit of breath of, breath of fresh air because they came across and still do now like they actually care and actually want genuinely want yeah, to help yeah. um so uh, so the the team there they were very much sort of we know and every local authority is the same they've always got this numbers percentage of needs that they need to try and get down and i must admit, obviously the number goes up and down all the time and i've seen all the stats for over the years of local authorities up and down the country and they're all much of the same some are higher than others some are lower and that type of thing but um the, the, the local authority here were like right we we'd like to ask for help <laughs> uh, because we know other organizations mm. are working with them but in different ways um so they asked me for an idea of what we can do what this is my idea this is what happened to me this is what work with me is what would have worked with me at the time um and it's focusing on that what would you love doing that type of thing um which I, I know it sounds really stupidly simple it's it's not but it but it is at the same time uh um, yeah it's a sim simple idea yeah but then with a lot of complexity underneath it. yeah it's all so we, we so we sort of like that um it's like that i suppose like the swan analogy or the idea yeah sure so yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll just see the top and then there's all this other stuff going underneath and working frantically away that type of stuff um but we do that purposely for the young young people so um they refer directly to us um and we only started the program sort of early last year early-ish last year and about three four months in they were like oh we've deemed it a success we're going to extend it and they've already extended it and and they've extended it again which is great but i said these are the they're really hardcore and it's been absolutely amazing to see the journey of some of these young people on that on this program from something so simple so for example i've said to them, what would you like to do and i've had some who would young person for example gives about four options and we narrowed it down they said i'd like to try graphic design but he's never done anything not got any maths or english mm. qualifications or anything like that um wouldn't really engage with anybody i managed uh we arranged for him to sit one-to-one -one with a graphic designer obviously someone who's uh, we thought was uh, we knew was good in terms of that little more holistic approach and engage on with them um that young person since has gone through that needs program transferred onto our major program with the dwp done all the different elements found himself a part-time job spoke at an event we did with cap gemini briefly spoke um created a video regarding system what have you as well i mean it's part of a journey um absolutely determined he's going to be a graphic designer and start his own business he's gone on and started and should be completing soon i think he's functional maths and english so he can enroll on a graphic design yeah. course at fantastic college. and it's just like hang on he wouldn't go out anyway he couldn't go out yeah. you know he was just like couldn't engage with anybody um you know and we've there's others as well we've had other young people who have unfortunately have been exploited and coerced into county lines gangs
And yeah, it's, and there's been a lot in the news uh, again recently, yeah, hasn't there, about yeah, the county lines yeah. uh, um, issue? And we had there was uh, there was a young person. They came to us at this event. Or he was told he had to. Um, we spoke to him. He went round. He was told to speak to everyone else and his caseworker afterwards because he came back and signed up with us. So what, what did you say to him? I told him what we're doing. Asked him what interested him. Was interested in. Um, and he says, well, I, I don't know what you did. He said, but he's our most disengaged person, and in fact, he's asked to come back and sign up with you. And he's been doing like it's been a little bit hit miss sometimes, but he's been engaging in the activity. Well, I suppose I mean and yeah, if, if you've got somebody who is is that disengaged to start with, then it's it's never going to be plain sailing, is it? No. So. Oh no, and that's the thing we we that's we expect that, and and there's a lot of provision out there, and it's oh, I suppose it's just uh, and it has been for years where it's kind of almost the same. It's repeated every so often, it goes in cycles, um, and usually it's too short as well hmm. you know for so for example with our program we've always said from the uh, from the very beginning when we started doing when we started with our startup business support program uh, we call it assisted business program is um we were said support was up to two years so we still offer that um obviously there is this um Sometimes there's some restrictions depending on where the funding's coming from, because some said we'll only fund you up for 12 months. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, um, but we always have this open door policy, and we always have, uh, if if the funding's not there, we'll always, there's always at least the minimum of like touch approach, just to keep in touch, see how they're getting on, let them know that we're still here, if you know what I mean. Because mm. um, the charity sector itself, in terms of funding, a lot of charities, it's almost like you're working hand to mouth all the time in terms of, of course, yeah. and um, you'll apply for a fund. This is what we do, and they're like, well, we'll only fund this. Well, you're obviously very grateful, but then you've got to try and find the rest. Yeah, it's right to me. So, and particularly when you've got a holistic approach like that, if you mm -hmm. if if you're only getting partial funding for one thing, then that that doesn't help with the overall approach that you're trying to trying to put forward anyway. It's a, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So normally charities go out, we'd like some money, please. We'd like some money, of course. Go out with the proverbial begging. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I know, and um, we've had great support from the business community over the seven years, which is, you know, it's been absolutely invaluable. Um, and we've had some that said, we'd, we'd love to give you money, but we budget-wise, we can't do it. And it's absolutely understandable, particularly, especially over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, everybody's trying just, to keep the lights on. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it's just gone from one thing into another, yeah, as you yeah, said before. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's fine. You know, you don't have to give us money, but if yourselves and your team and are very passionate about and very interested in what we do, do could you help us raise funds? Do you know what I mean? Could you raise from the back in some more activity, whatever it might be? So there's that sort of thing that we're, we're now sort of promoting. We're going to be promoting as part of this launch, as well as mentors as well, which have been absolutely invaluable. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell us more about the role of the mentors? Yes. Um, so, yeah, we've got mentors who've... Oh, God, right. So when we first started... Um, um, I walked into a building seven years, oh, just over seven years ago now. Um, That's painful. And, <laughs> and I, walked in, I walked in there and into an office, into an office space, and there was a desk and a chair and nothing else, just me. Um, a little bit money in the bank. So I uh, started up from that. And then within the first 12 months, I got to the point, I'm like, I've oh, just after 12 months of thinking, I can't keep doing this all on my own. 
I haven't got the funds to, to, to pay for a member of staff at the moment at that time. Um, so I put a bit of a, a call out. Um, basically, I, this is what the charities and um, with, at the time, obviously, it was supporting young people to start businesses. So any business mentors. And I got, I got some interest, which was great. Um, so the, the mentors at that time were very much, obviously, very much business focused. Um, and some would come in and help me. I'd, I'd, I'd do that one-to-one -one support with young people going forward. I had some coming doing, mentors coming doing workshop-based stuff. So um, on a particular topic, say, it could be, I don't know, I'd set up an Instagram post or something like that, or um, another aspect of marketing or finance or whatever it might be. Um, but then some would do one-to-one -one as well. And I was very mindful of ensuring it was, there was a holistic element, but at the time, I was very much focused on that and I let them focus more on the business side of things. And then um, if there's additional intervention, I'd work in tandem with them. Um, nowadays, it's more, there's more of a broad mix. So we've got mentors who, again, have that business focus on what they specialise in. And in some cases, it's not just what they specialise in, it's what they are interested in, they've got other experience of. Mm -hmm. um, and we now will allocate young, uh, a mentor to a, a young person um, based on those what we needs that we've identified. Um, and we've got them meeting face-to-face. -face. So we had someone doing that yesterday in one of our units at Telford Town Centre. Um, some are on Zoom, which we, we host that on Zoom and make sure it's recorded and everything else as well. For, yeah, yeah. Um, but the... Yeah, it's when when you when you're speaking to when you're getting feedback from both parties, and you're hearing and you're seeing that progression of, of of people, and you're seeing those relationships develop, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I see. It must be really rewarding for the mentor as well. It? it is. Yeah, yeah. And we um, pre-pandemic, we we sort of stepped up a level. So we've got a a, a program which part of the program which is called the Assisters. So we, the original idea was at the time, because um, we had a tougher town centre where there's a pure, pure gym in there now. We used to have three quarters of the top floor of the building. And up there I had 17 what they call incubation units for young people. We had 17 businesses operating in there, started up, and then they would then trans we'd transition onto somewhere else. Um, and again, it was that thing, of, you can be there for up to two years maximum, and then that's it. But a lot would leave before then because they had grown space. And we had to move out of there, make way for the gym. Um, but at the time, we started a, as a sister part of the program, which, because we had those businesses in there operating, there was a way to try and make it easier for them to get started, because they'd have to pay a little bit of rent. I mean, it was subsidised, would be, let's find, let's, let's ask businesses, local businesses, like to sponsor one of the businesses. But then it sort of evolved from that. And ended up, and still is now, we've got Shropshire-based businesses who have donated some money to, into a pot. And the money's sat there. None of it goes to the charity at all, but it's sat there waiting because we will put our beneficiaries, our clients, our young people, those particularly those that started a business, in front of a panel 
It's like a dragon. I was, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Probably less daunting than dragon. Yeah, yeah it's more of a, it's more of a puppy's parlour. In all honesty, <laughs> uh, I, puppy's parlour. The new that, show on Channel Five. Yeah, that, that, that was that, 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 that was one of that was one of the uh, well young people that said called it afterwards. It was puppy's like, parlour. Puppy's parlour. I was like, I, I like that. love it because very much. You need to you need to copyright that. You need to get that. Uh, I think I might. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Please remind me later. Um, the. Um, the great thing about it is, it's it's like a dragon's den panel, but they they I've said before the the young people put in front of them. Back pre pandemic, I'd say probably 60 percent were struggling with anxiety and, and what have you at the time. Now it's hundred um, percent. But the the people that sit on the panel, so that we've got people from from Morris and Co. So Morris's, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, um, Yaxley, Broom Dolphin, and and the big basically. names in the in the county. Yeah, and um, so that some of the, the they'll all sit on the panel, and it's amazing to see because I've sat in on them. I um, we we used to host them over at the University of Shrewsbury, and I'd be there to facilitate, help facilitate, and but be a face that the young person would know. So it's helping with that transition. But they grow in the room, and you can tell they're really nervous and shaking and what have you. And it's almost like magical to see because they almost instantly get them to relax straight away. Yeah, and I've not yet ever been able to pin it down to, oh, this is what they do. Yeah. This is how they do it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's the just way they have yeah, about them. Yeah, the, the, is, yeah, and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And they're, they're absolutely fantastic in what they do. But what's great as well is observing when I've been sat in those panel sessions, and I try very hard to keep my mouth shut, is uh, <laughs> let them get on with it. You're sitting there like that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like that. Um, is it, seeing those interactions... Seeing the interaction between the young person and the people there and the advice they're giving, the guides, all the questions. And it's great as well because they're, the, the people on the panel are actually learning stuff they never knew before as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've had some of those panel members saying it's almost like they've, they've felt sometimes like they've almost felt that the, the feet have been lifted, they've, they've lifted off the floor. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, there's such a, a buzz and, and everything about it. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic experience. Um, but they're actually mentoring whilst they're in the room sure, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll be given guidance and follow-up afterwards. And then we'll, if, the, if they've not had a mentor allocated to them, then we'll allocate a mentor. Or if they've had one helping them getting ready for the panel, we'll reallocate depending on the needs that's been identified. At what point in the process does this happen, though, sort of the Dragon's Den style uh, sort of presentation? Puppy's parlour. <laughs> if, if we say it often enough, it will become a thing. Puppy's parlour. Like, obviously, obviously, you know, it is, you know, yeah. daunting for them. Um, so, yeah, sort of from when they join, first come to you, when sort of does this happen? We... We work with everybody on, an, like, on an individual basis, so everyone's... Go at it's their not, pace. Sort of. Yeah, it's, it's at their pace. Yeah. So we don't, um, and obviously we encourage them to maintain the pace and where when we think appropriate to step it up. Um, yeah, because I suppose you have to, as well as mentoring, you have to sort of push them so you can show them what they're capable of. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got people who, um, in, in a lot of cases, will, will throw up barriers because That's what so it's been. like, oh, actually, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm scared to do that. 
subconsciously that I'm scared to do that. So I'll throw up and barrier. I can't do that then because of whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so obviously we, we help them to try and get through those barriers with, with mindset support and things as well and well-being. Um, the, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very individualistic. So, um, you know, we're, we're very conscious that some people might not be ready to go in front of them. Um, initially, when, when it first started, it was very much the, the, the sisters themselves sort of decided they wanted to really see people once they'd got so f once they've started and they got so far down the line with their business, so to speak. Um, um, and I suppose really because the, that, that I'm going back to that pot of money again, those pot of money sat there. So a young person could then submit a funding application for a grant. Uh, and we've had people that have had anywhere between 500 to 5,000 pounds. Um, it's not an insignificant pot of money that's, that's sitting there no, no. I mean, honestly, most have gone in front of them. They've not wanted any funds mm. at all. They, they just, just want the, the experience the and the mentoring guidance and the, and the mentoring. Um, but the... So that's where it was now. But uh, that's where it was, what it was initially. But now it's very much sort of they they see businesses or people starting these businesses in terms of at start or pre-start to get that advice and guidance. And... Um, then now we're now looking at well not looking we're, we're starting we're starting to do now is people that want a that require a small startup fund they can apply for that they have to go through the same process and um, store the checks and everything else as well to make sure someone's not saying oh i need you know 500 quid or 200 quid for whatever it is and then they go and spend it on something else uh so we have to ensure that as much as we can um but we're starting to do that as well now so is but again, it's very, very individualistic, depending on the young person when they're ready. We don't want to put them in front of them and then all of a sudden it's great no, to it's, it's, Yeah, and then yeah, step, yeah. three steps back. Yeah. Obviously, Shropshire's really uh, known for its sort of mix of businesses. Yes. Um, is that reflective in the young people that come to you when they first yeah. say what their interests are? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what's the most, just because uh, just we're talking about, what, what's the most sort of out there thing you've yeah. had when you've said to someone, what do you want to be? Yeah, 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 go, yeah, 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 I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I picked astronaut. <laughs> um, we've had someone on our NEATS programme who wanted to do underwater photography. That's niche. That is. So we actually, I managed to get some funding to pay for that for them, pay for a course for them, a short course for them, which is great. Um, but people want to do BMXing. I saw now. Yes, there's some, there's, there's something again on, on the on the website uh, which talks about the the reengage. Yes. which I think is, that's Telford and Rican only, isn't it? The, 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 it is at the moment, yes. And that, I, I was interested because you were talking about activities about, and it said from scuba diving, BMXing, <laughs> dance. Yeah. Tell us about, I've gone off on a tangent again, but just tell us a bit about that while we're talking about BMXing. And... Yeah, um, so that, on that, that's, that's <laughs> the problem where I've, I've got some funds where I can, I've got a little bit of flexibility with, so I'm the, well, the charity, so we can, when we ask that question in terms of what would you love to do? Imagine there's no barriers, and obviously within reasons. I say, sort of jovially and jokingly say, "Don't tell me you want to go to the moon because I can't. I can't send you there." <laughs> Simple as that. You, I should have. Although I'd probably try and get there myself. Um, <laughs> exactly. experience, but the um, the William Shatner of Shropshire. <laughs> the uh, um, 
Yeah, we ask them a question. So, you know, a young person might say, well, I pay Mexican. So we've actually paid them to do, have training in that. And the idea is to get them into competitive BMXing with the hope that at some point we can get them engaged or on the radar at least with something like Team GB. Bear in mind, is a young person who has been involved in county lines. So if we can get them away yeah, yeah. and have focus where they're starting to feel, believe in themselves and feel better about themselves and things like that. Um, so that's an initial focus for them. Um, we've had, I said, a young person who wanted to do underwater photography, so we've, we've sorted that for them. And again, they've start, again started to engage and engaging with others as well. Where do you get the contacts from? If somebody came to me and said, I want to be an underwater photographer, I'd be like, okay, great. Where do I start? So how, how, where do you then sort of take that once somebody comes up? With, um, is, it, is it just a case of getting on Google and going, right? Yeah, I've got. Uh, we're, we're, we're quite resourceful in terms of finding what's out there and what can be done. Uh, some of it's been a bit of a challenge. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, you know, we've um, we've had young people who have had an interest in film, say, interested in films like films, like watching movies and things like that. And we've we've been able to use activity based on and, and pulling and it's helped to pull people together to start to interact with each other. Um, you know, and, and, and particularly in one of those young person's cases, they've never had any interaction with anyone else other than their mum. But they've had interaction with other people that are on the same programme. And what they've managed to do between themselves is write a short film, write a script for a short film, act, star in it, direct it themselves, and then we put up a green screen uh, make shift one, but a green screen, and recorded it, and then it's been edited, or they've they've had they've done some editing themselves, and then they've done the made two, and then filed across to the local authority, and they're like, oh my god, how have you managed to come to do this? Can't believe it. But things as well, what what what's quite key for me is is that you've got young people who may have said at some point to somebody, I'd like to do this. And then somebody, that adult or whoever they've spoken to has gone, it's Patrick. You just missed it, yeah. You yeah, know, just close through land. What's the point? Yeah. You you've never it. had to say that to anybody, even if it's been a really... Yeah. No, well, I've had people who've had some rather grandiose ideas. and, and um, Millionaire? Like, I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had, I, I, you know, I've had people who wanted to set up a... a one young person, they want, and, and I absolutely knew the motivation behind it when to set up their own care. Um, and I'm like, well, I tell them all the steps in between. And then I've had someone want to set up a nightclub and well, think it's going to happen instantly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, when you, you go through them and step by step and you have to do them bite-sized chunks, is this is what's involved, this is the funds that you'll need, et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to take time. Um, and what we found is the trick is with them, with them is to very much to sort of still allow them to have that even if it's a long-term thing, if something completely out there, you know, you have to, you do have to bring them down to earth a little bit. Gosh, yeah, yeah. But then present them with other possible yeah. options for them to start to get the head round, wrap around, and, and explore. Which again, we've done. Um, but the but at least you're not sort of as you say doing what other people have done who've just 
who put the idea and, and given no alternative yeah, so options. It's like, don't do that. That's ridiculous. It's a waste of your time. Yeah, Off absolutely. You go. Absolutely. So that young person who was interested in exploring graphic design, yeah? People think, well, you've, you've not even got your maths and English. How can you do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, full stop at the end. Yeah. But he's done it, and we've got examples of his work. Actually, he... There's a foundation that's doing some work in Telford at the moment with the, with the community and everything else, and they're looking at creating an infographic, and we're, we're waiting for them to get to the point when they're ready and they've got the messaging right, but they're looking at commissioning him to do... With, with yeah, we know just mentor. the person. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to commission him with support from his mentor to create it. an infographic. You know what I mean? We showed him some stuff that he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite basic, but... Um, but on, the, on that point, going back to the point, he's very much sort of like... For most people who he'd spoken to, it would have been, yeah, you've got no experience with that. What's the point going? Just, just focus on this yeah. and go and get a job in whatever it is. And that's very soul-destroying. Why can't somebody, even if, it, even if you think realistically it's going to take us a journey to get there, why can't they explore that journey? Because yeah. what we found is, is when, when you do that and they know it's going to take a while to get there, that in his case, for example, and I've got lots of other cases, they've ended up doing something else in the interim because they realise, actually, I need some money. Yeah. I need to do this, I need to do that. You know what I mean? I've gone and found a job somewhere. Uh, uh, but even with that, it's it's their involvement with you guys that have given them the confidence to go, okay, I want to do that, yeah. but to do that, I need to do this. Yeah. But they wouldn't have even done that without you guys because because you said like the anxiety, the thing, the, yeah. it gives them that motivation to be able to go and look for things and, and, and find them because yeah. you're listening to them. Once they leave you, are you sort of always got one eye on sort of following their career progress? Yes, as much as we can. Yeah. <laughs> what we tend to find is it's um, it's it's always tricky. So we we all try to track and and, after, and report back, to say to, to my board of trustees in terms of how many are actually actively engaged at the moment, and it's always been a tricky one because we've got people who, you know, we might say okay, we might track them, say right, how many have responded back to us, we might have contacted them, and we response within four months, say, and the number could be quite small, could be quite low, but. What we find is is that a lot of them are just busy doing what they're doing. Mm. And yes, they'd like to be engaged, but they're just busy and they're just focusing on that. Mm. And they feel like, obviously, I think most business owners will feel like if you, if you take your, stuff, your foot off the gas at any point. Yeah, and particularly at the start of a business, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's 100 ah, yeah. miles an hour, isn't it? Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. And we found, we found over the years that they just suddenly resurface. And it's normally when they've got, they've hit a point where there's some sort of barrier that they're perceived in front of them and that they can't get their head around it. You know, and some of them, it's been after, after the two-year point and they still come back. I've had people messaging me, I've had people come into the I mean, it's office. great though, isn't it? Because like we were talking mm. earlier about, you know, do you remember the turning points and stuff? They have got obviously got so much from you that, that when they come to either an actual barrier or a perceived barrier, they, they, they can refer back to... I know who helped me, and I can go back yeah. and ask for ask for help again. Yeah, it's great as well because they'll come in and they'll do that. And I've had some come in almost like in a bit of a whirlwind, sort of like Tasmanian devil come flying in. <laughs> it's problem, blah blah blah, and then they're talking about it, talking about it, and not an opportunity to say too much. And you can see they're figuring it out for themselves only because they've got someone they can just yeah, just need a sounding board and yeah, that's it. And then start you, you see that 
that spark yeah. an idea. Oh, hang on. Uh, yeah, and, and then they get on and do. Fantastic. As well as sort of startups, do you also help young people, you know, find employment with other businesses? Is that also part of your role, or is it very much startups? Is what you're... No, well, it used to be it used to be like startups, but now it's and uh, has been for the last sort of two years, two, 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 three years now. Is we also help them with sort of employability side of things as well. Now, it's not been our main bag, as, as, as I've already said, and there's other organised lots of other organisations that do that quite in depth. But what we do is, because of the nature of the people we work with, we will offer a sort of an employability boot camp, um, knowing that anything that's too long, they'll switch off. So we've got five one-hour sessions say, on different things. It could be even be things like, <clears throat> yes, looking at the CV and helping to either create one if I've got one or review. Um, <clears throat> sorry, what was it? Um, but the, the other things as well about how to use the social media more effectively because one of the things we found is <laughs> some employers will look at people look people up on social media so you know if you've got a daft photo you're doing something stupid on there and, you, and it was just a joke or whatever and they might look at it in the wrong way um so we'll help them guide them through things like that and obviously the usual things i had to engage um <clears throat> one of the things we do throughout as well is is try to guide or guide them in terms of how to engage let them know it's okay to ask questions because um, there's a lot of employers still now and have been for, for a very long time actually keep reporting back young people aren't work ready yeah and my take on this and this is from lots of research have been done throughout the country over the years <clears throat> is um, realistically and it's a generalisation, but realistically, why would they? They've been in education, and education, the educational system is very much geared towards in targets in terms of exams, exams, exams. There is some vocational stuff, but it's very much target-driven in that way. And um, actually, funnily enough, I was in a meeting earlier this week, and it was um, someone in the educational sector was saying, well, actually, the target is to get young people ready for further education and then to enter the labour market on the red team. But there's young people entering it before that. And they could be through apprenticeships or, yes, or yeah, other, yeah, other means. Yeah. Um, so why is it not throughout the edu their, their educational journey, the skills that employers say in the lacking, and that's communication, hmm. um, punctuality and things like that, timekeeping, um, problem solving, creativity, um, teamwork, but also things like how to use things like Excel. Yeah. Because everyone seems to, and most people presume, because young people have grown up with technology, mm -hmm. they know how to use it. You know, and they're saying, well, it's more like tech speak or whatever else. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's yeah. what they used to do. So, but why is it not taught throughout education? Mm -hmm. It's interesting secondary, for example. Yeah, well, we've we've got a couple of education clients, um, and they've sort of said the same thing uh, that, that they're sort of within the boundaries that they can are trying to sort of change the way they do it's things. Very difficult. Yeah, very, and it's it's very difficult for them. And you know, there's a lot of 
And again, it's, again, it's a gen this is a, a, a generalisation. Um, again, I know it's not the case in, in, in all schools and and not with all, all sort of like educators and teachers, but there's a lot of people who've been in the educational sector in terms of learning, getting qualifications, and then gone and stayed within the sector as a, as a teacher, educator, or whatever it might be. And it's its own institution. And it's it's comes back know, to the echo chamber point. Why why would they fully under, they, they, why would they fully understand what's going on outside that, that institution if they've not known anything else? Hmm. And you know you might have people with all the best will in the world trying their hardest to do that, but if they've not got that full understanding, so this is and it's this it's the, more like the system that needs needs to be changed yep. changes made to that to allow them. To have that better understanding, allow them to have that time to have, to do and focus on those other more sort of essential and soft skills. Um, the um, yeah, and it's 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 a shame. It's and then you're thinking liking it too, really. And another analogy of that is generally, again, generally speaking, most people tend to be aware that people leave the armed forces. It's usually a difficult transition for them to go from civic that yep. into into um, civil life, so to speak. Um, so why would that be different from a different institution? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's a, good, that's, a, that's a very good analogy, actually. Why, yeah, why, would they, yeah. why would they have that full understanding? Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I'm on mission to change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, watch this space. It'll take a while. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll have you back anytime to talk about how the mission's going. Um, obviously, you are a charity. Yes. Um, tell us sort of the challenges facing the charity sector at the moment, particularly following the pandemic. With the the impact of the COVID pandemic, um, obviously it affected everybody, and there was only certain types of organisations I think flourished initially, anyway, like delivery companies, for example, or, or whatever. Um, but the the charity sector was, was was very hard hit, and I know there's a lot that shut down, like with with other sort of sectors and organisations shut down. Um, and at one point, I, I genuinely thought, "This is it. We're, we're not going to be here." Um, but I was, I, I was just relentless. I thought, "I'm, I'm, I'm in this." <laughs> You're just bloody minded about it, basically. Yeah, I was actually, I'm, too, I'm just too stubborn, so I just wouldn't let it happen. And it, we, we didn't, I didn't let it happen. And since as as an organization we've actually had we've grown um so we've had more income come in it's mostly it's all been pretty much rest, rest, what we call restricted funds um so it's for a particular project program it only covers certain types of costs that type yeah. of thing um but we've we've had a better couple of years than we've had even before the pandemic, and we've got more staff now. I think I've got it's about 10, 11 staff, something like that. Some full time, some part time. Um, we're, we're trying to recruit more volunteers as well, not just the business side of things, but the more holistic sort of volunteers yep. as well. And volunteers who can, might be able to undertake all the sorts of tasks to help spread the work and communicate mm -hmm. what we do. Um, we've created a youth board as well since, and when I'm now in the process of trying to set up a young person's mental health forum as well which is led by them same with yeah. the youth board it's led by the youth to inform us um so the, and there's other opportunities that have appeared as well so i've, I've already mentioned the, the partnership we've got with telephone council with our needs re-engagement program uh partnership with the dwp um we're just starting to help the nhs to develop a young person's mental health program as well 
Um, and um, yeah, we're just, we're just continually building upon this. So there's a lot of opportunities to come across, but the challenge always is for us, is trying to find ways of uh, a charity to generate where possible unrestricted funds. Mm -hmm. So that allows us more flexibility to be able to move funds. So for example, if we've got a young person we feel like needs additional support, but we've only got a limited budget to do that, I can then pull funds from that, unrest that yep. unrestricted pass to go, right, I tell you what, we can extend that support or we can give bring in additional support from, from outside. Without, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's no, there's just no restriction behind mm -hmm. it then. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, we report, yeah. we, we're very used to having to report everything back anyway, and we do. Um, so everything is very transparent, et cetera, so there's no issues there at all. But having that flexibility, oh, honestly, it'd be, it'd be such a... Uh, <laughs> it'd have such a positive impact. It'd be absolutely yeah. fantastic. So that's that's one of our... That's our old way. Is this your, Bo your Bob Geldof moment? Is this where you sit there and go, give us your money? <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Go, go, go to sysbusiness.co.uk <laughs> and find the donators page. Uh, and we can also find us on Just Giving. Look at that. What a pitch. What a sales pitch. <laughs> and we've had you. one or two people on our podcast that have basically shared their roller coaster yeah. journey and, you know, being. Manny's story will make yeah. you cry. Really good to listen to. <laughs> it will make him cry. <laughs> Make everyone cry. But yeah, that's what, that's what I want to do with that. Um, you know, and I said, my, my story is going to be coming out soon through the various channels without without spoiler yeah. no spoilers but but what can you give us a, just sort of a flavor of the challenges that, that, that you face without spoiling so any upcoming um, podcast slash interview slash kind of almost touched on it uh, earlier on but when we're talking about young people who struggle with mental health social anxiety and, and what have you that was me once upon a time um so as a as a particularly as a, a young teenager and and, and, and a, an older teenager um, and even into my getting up to my sort of mid twenties almost, um, it was a very, 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 very difficult time for me. Um, to the point where my social anxiety was so bad. Um, for example, you, there's obviously windows there, and people were walking past, and I hear them laugh, and my go-to was laughing about me. Right. Okay. Massively irrational. Immediately, that, that's what yeah. they're doing. They're laughing yeah. about me, um, and. I've since discovered it's it was a form of trauma um, and to do with like emotional abuse and what that's then done is it's put my brain on high alert so I'm constantly it's like even on a subconscious level it's like looking out for mm. what, what, what the danger is so if there's laughing going on laughing about me that's even now no no oh no 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 because of those um, those times when I was saying before I identified critical points. Yeah. Um, so when you had the, that helped it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've then started facing challenges head on and then it's helped me to change. And, and that's informed what you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. But at the time, I was that's where I was. And I mentioned I'd gone into the army. It was, I was only even briefly, but I was at a point where I was like, "Enough's enough," and 
I must admit, it was a very poor attempt, but it was it was an attempt in my head at the time. I, I've had enough on that's it. I'm, I'm no, seriously. myself. Yeah. Um obviously it didn't work. That scared the shut out of me, to be honest. <laughs> um and then I'm like, I can't do this. So my choices were I, I did fact didn't have any. I, I, I had to get away somehow. <laughs> um so someone I knew of had joined the army. So that just instantly, oh, I joined the army. Didn't want to go in the army at all. But you saw so that as, a, as anyway. a, the only option? Yeah. Is that suicide or I was going to be homeless at least? In fact, actually, the homeless side of things was actually more terrifying to me at the time than, than the other options. Than the suicide. Yeah, which is it's just bizarre. And what age were you here? At the, um, that was sort of like 15, 16. Uh, I went into the Army's Apprentice when I was 17, not long after 17. Um, before, uh, actually before I went into the Army, I was actually at college for a year, um, doing a business finance course. Uh, coincidentally, actually, funnily enough, actually, I, I failed business studies at school, um, and I didn't complete that business finance course either. <laughs> um, but I've... I'm running charts to ask people to start businesses, I've guided people on that as well. But I mean, that's... That, that, Coming full circle. I mean, that's that's exactly what you're what you're doing now. As you say, you you, you to all intents and purposes failed at what you're doing now. Um, when yeah. you when, if you if you know if, if somebody wanted to judge you in that way, yeah, yeah. you failed at business course twice. So yeah. you, you clearly can't run a business. And now look at you. Yeah, I've had my own business as well. Actually, I'd, uh, for a, uh, uh, for a short stint at a professional acting agency, which was doing okay. Fantastic. But I focus on the charity yeah. instead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's, again, it's it's sort of like, I suppose it's a testament in a way to that, for hopefully for other people, that just because you've not been able to do something in a way that it's like, you know, you've been like the whole square peg in a round hole type of thing, you, you need to do it this way. Why? Just because you've not, you know, people who, for example, aren't academically minded, for mm. example. Because you failed, at, you failed at that. It's not a failure. It's just learning. But you need to learn to do things in a different way. Yeah, yeah, suits yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Um, you know, I'm not. I've always said I'm, I'm not an academic in any way, shape, or form. You know, I, I didn't have a, a degree. I went to. I got two GSSCs at grade C, and that was it. Uh, when I left school, um, went to college two or three times afterwards. Didn't complete the courses. Yeah. Um, I then went to performing arts college. I did graduate from that. But it was it wasn't like a university degree or anything along those lines. You, know, you can go and do dance at university, but um, there's a lot of writing and, and theory and, and academia involved in that. Whereas I went to a performing arts college that was three years, and I was dancing and acting solidly nine till yeah, five. It was performance, performance, performance. Yeah, it not. was. Yeah, and the idea was for me to go and work in that industry as a performer, which I yeah. did do for for uh, for a, a bit. Um, but the, so I'm an academic, but I, for some reason, <laughs> um, I started a master's degree at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic had just started, I'd already enrolled, and I was late starting it from, compared to everyone else. I was about two months behind. Um, I was the only one that completed it on, on time. From the original cohort. You just thought everyone would have completed with the pandemic. What else were they doing? In all fairness, the people, like for example, like me, I was trying to keep 
the charity going and everything else and, and other stuff. I must admit, I got to the point I, I, I could have done with, I, I very much was going to ask for an extension as, as others, others have. I know they have um, and they're, they're completing now. But the, um, I completed it. I just, I just got to the point, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Can't look at it anymore. It's submitted. <laughs> get, it, get, get it done. <laughs> get, get it done, yeah. And I did, and I got it, and I did, really, I did much better than I thought I was going to. And what was that in, sorry? Uh, Masters in Organisational Change and Development. Um, but I did that without having a degree. And it was because I was able to submit evidence of the level of work that I could do. Yeah. But I must admit, even then, I was like, they were talking to me about it, and I'm like, why are you talking about this? I've got a degree. Mm. I can't do this. And I submitted, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I told it. I'm just going to, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I submitted the evidence. Across. Almost had to follow your own advice that you're giving to the young people. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you, you were perceiving a barrier. Yeah. So then you had to talk yourself about yeah. why it wasn't a barrier. I did. I'll tell you what, it was, it, that was harder to do. Mm. Than me <laughs> about that, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, so I did, and they were like, yeah, you can, you can join the course. I was like, what? You did um, hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, so I did it, and then I'm in the course, I'm, and throughout the course, and I'm, I'm sat, I'm in, I'm in sessions with it's all online. I was in sessions with um, um, other other students, and I'm putting my comments across and everything else as well, and I'm, I'm getting great responses, and I'm like, what's going on here? I can do this. Yeah, yeah, and then I've done it, so I've got a nice certificate saying I've got this master's degree, and I'm like, wow. Um, what, what's happened? So it's things like that. It's, you know, things that I want to raise. Is there's, there's lots of other things as well that's happened over the years, and how I've addressed different sorts of barriers. Have we done stats yet? Have we have we covered these great stats? No, I can't we haven't. Go for it. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Prior to you coming, we um, did our research and um, read that you uh, provided support to over two thousand three hundred individuals and have helped over 210 young people who have struggled to gain employment, create their own job, and register a business. I mean, you know, just sort of, you know, listening to those stats, you know, you must be proud of what you've achieved in the seven years. Yes. Yeah, I am, actually. Yes, I am. <laughs> I know, I am. I am. I genuinely am. And it's, I think, it's, I, I must admit, it's one thing I, I personally have always struggled with owning and being proud of stuff that I've achieved and it's something I've only, I've only started to really sort of try to embrace over the last few years and it's uh, yeah absolutely and not just pr I'm proud for myself but I'm proud for everyone that's been involved in it uh, with, with, with the charity because mm. there's absolutely no way absolutely no way in hell I could have done all that on my own and this is this is another thing that's in the message from the guys is, is you know it's absolutely okay to get recognized and, and ask for help when you think you need it yeah i mean that's that's, a, that's a, again it's another big barrier isn't it people want to think they can do things on their own and are yeah. almost afraid to ask for help because again they see that as a a, a failure an admission yeah, failure yeah, I, I, I can't do this i need help yeah. yeah absolutely and it's very much sort of like not 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 one person can do absolutely everything you know what i mean even if that's like you're asking for help and all it is is you're just you're asking a question, you're asking a bit of guidance, or that sounding board. That's yeah, like you said, like the, like, the, like the people who come back yeah, and, and they work it out for themselves and they had the uh, the solution the whole time. Yeah. They just needed to find that solution. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, on the flip side, we have people that will ask for help an awful lot and try to get you to do everything for them. Um, to the point, you know, we've had someone who's wanting to apply for some funding or, or something and they need a business plan and they're trying to get you to write the business plan. And I feel like, okay, then right, come here. 
I'll write it. But if I write it, it's my work. It's my business plan. That means you're going to work for me. And they're like, oh, right. I said, but what I will do is you start writing it. Yeah. And bear in mind, this is your plan. So I'm not a teacher or anything like that. I've, I'm you know, sitting an exam. I'm, I'm not looking for right or wrong answers. And we do the same thing as well. We get them to do some research initially. And we use it to gauge where they, they are at that moment in time um, in terms of the confidence, mainly the confidence, because some people are just mainly just scared to, to attempt it, as I said before, mm-hmm. is I always say to them, I have to write wrong answers because I want to see what you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's allowing them that space to, I tell you what, I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to try this. And if all they've done is written a little bit, it's, some, it's a start point for us to start working with them in terms of having a conversation about a conversation how to take that further. And yeah. trying to get them to encourage them to do more. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the amount of times I've written something and I've had to rewrite it and condense it down and then, oh, God, I missed a whole chunk here. I've had to chuck something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's, that's normal. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But they have to get their heads around the idea that that's yeah. normal. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, finally, um, obviously the charity has achieved, you know, so much in seven years. You know, where does the future lie? What are your hopes, ambitions? <sighs> World money donated. needs money. So you've well, I don't know. Um, no, the um, carry so, on doing what you're doing, perhaps. You know? Well, yeah, I'm actually at the moment. I'm starting to develop a five-year strategy, and um, the charity's focus has predominantly been this: we help young people start businesses, and it's because of what's been happening with the pandemic and the after effects of we've had to pivot and bring additional support. The charity has been recognised by external organisations, not just locally but nationally as well. So I've been invited to various boards and committees up and down the country, um, and with some very large organisations. And they're like, "We would like you to join this this subcommittee or whatever, because we need some additional um, guidance in terms of youth youth engagement." youth support, or we need some we need someone to help write a young person strategy or whatever it might be. And I must have been the first three times I'm like, you're talking to me? Hang on a minute. This is on Z. I'm looking behind. I'm looking behind me. It's just as simple. Um, so, yeah. Um, but the... We recognise in terms of uh, a charity that has a good understanding of how young people are and their, how, how their minds work and what the barriers are and how we can help to engage them. Um, so that's our sort of main thing at the moment. Um, and we, we just recently changed the website. We're still tweaking the messaging a little bit because it's still some of the older stuff. Sure. Uh, but going forward now, uh, our aspirations include things of um, having this focus on, yes, supporting young people directly, but also... You know, can we? How can we go about supporting other organisations to better understand that and get the best, offer the best, and get the best from young people? Whether that's other organisations that might do employability, other organisations, uh, statutory bodies, it could be educational organisations, that type of thing. So that's the sort of things we're exploring at the moment, um, and the um, as part of that is because we want to maintain this recognition and build upon it, is 
um, I've submitted an application um, for a research fellowship. I mean, chances are we won't get it. I mean, that's always a way with, with the sector and, and any applications you put in, it's a case of you, you submit it expecting it to be a no or just not right now, and then you, you try again. Um, but if we get that, that'll allow, us, that'll allow me to have a research team that will then very ambitious piece of research so research into bit delving more in terms of the barriers that those young people the, the young people we the type of young people we support delving into those barriers but then not just from their perspective but i want it from every stakeholder's perspective sure. because for example an employer's perspective is completely different from a young person's is completely different from um, teachers in education. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then that research, presumably, the, the, I mean, the sky's the limit with that, that, that can inform government policy. That's the aim. Yeah. So when I was saying, I sound jokingly saying I want to change, where possible, mm -hmm. policy, educational systems, things like that. Um, yeah, I do, I do want to do that. I mean, that's not uh, a bad end game to have, is it? That's not a bad yeah, end game. If you, can, if you can, you said you wanted to change the world, so. Yeah. Start but with the UK? If I can even come to start a ripple. Well, that's, all, that's right. what it takes, isn't it? Yeah. One stone.